This podcast is brought to you by Cisco and Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G. See how you can make your environment secure today at cisco.com slash go slash S-A-S-E dash security. 2020 was a transformative year, if nothing else. Going forward, as agencies look out at the next normal, they're facing a workforce that is much more remote as well as a digital government. Protecting and managing these more distributed networks will require new architectures. This is what TIC 3.0 promises to assist in doing for agencies. So how can agencies tap TIC 3.0 to bolster the future of agency operations? That's exactly what we'll be talking about today on our premiere episode of our Building the Future of Government podcast series. This is a three-part series that will seek to lay out a roadmap for what agencies need to know to lay a path for government operations of the future. Along the way, we'll assess the current technology environment, offer practical insights into how government agencies can approach digital transformation in the near, mid, and long term. I'm your host, Craig Hill, a distinguished architect in the U.S. Public Sector CTO office at Cisco. And today, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of TIC 3.0. Joining me today is Chris Hawker, consulting systems engineer at Cisco Systems to discuss what TIC 3.0 is, how to employ it, and how to prepare for the transformation. Hey, Craig, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So let's start by looking out at the current digital transformation landscape. <laughs> A lot has changed in the last year, right? Where do you see many agencies currently standing right now and how has the pandemic really impacted their IT transformation journeys from what you were saying? Before COVID, a lot of agencies were in the process of migrating from GSA Networks contract to the new contract, the EIS. And with that, there was a heavy emphasis on really transformation at the branch and in the WAN. There was a lot of activity around SD-WAN, and there were use cases around maybe today I'm predominantly MPLS. I want to bring in broadband internet into the branch or maybe 4G, 5G and better improve the amount of bandwidth I have at that branch, and then also provide things like better integration with cloud. So SD-WAN was really the key transformation technology that a lot of agencies were focused on. But then the pandemic came and with COVID, for obvious reasons, the mandatory telework policy, that activity moved to the remote user. So now all my employees are working from home and I need to optimize connectivity for those users at home. And there are really two facets of this. One was there was broad adoption of new video and collaboration technologies. So the bandwidth demands just went up and then agencies needed to look at how they scaled and optimize the remote user connectivity. So before maybe they weren't prepared for their entire workforce to be connecting remotely. So they had to optimize that. And uh, what, what I ended up personally seeing a lot of agencies do was these two things are related, optimizing how those users were connecting to those cloud apps. So offloading that video and collaboration traffic from their current TIC access point. So instead of sending all that traffic back to the agency network, they provided a direct to cloud traffic path, which improved user experience. It Again, it offloaded traffic from that traditional TIC that they have on premise today. And there was actually some guidance released by DHS around this use case. It was interim guidance for last calendar year through 2020, and it mentioned these optimizations around the cloud and also just overall improvement recommendations around improving the security 
posture of those remote users. So things like, you know, MFA and crew visibility. And then at the very end of last year, that guidance was superseded with the TIC 3.0 remote user use case. It's truly amazing how the pandemic has accelerated this and how perfect timing TIC 3.0 and what it brought to us. Chris, how do you define TIC 3.0? What role does TIC 3.0 play in helping facilitate and secure this continued transformation journey? If we step back, so TIC 3.0 is the updated guidance from DHS CISA. So prior to that, we had the TIC 2.2 architecture, and that architecture required basically all agency traffic that was leaving the agency network to be directed to a central inspection point for monitoring and control. And it was very prescriptive about the set of capabilities that you needed and how this was done. And that was okay in a world where most of those applications the agency users were accessing were inside the agency network. But with the trend around cloud and as agencies matured in their journey to cloud, more and more of those applications are moving from inside the agency network to outside the agency network. Things like WebEx, Office 365 are perfect examples of this. TIC 3.0 recognizes the inefficiencies of that architecture and how it'll be increasingly inefficient over time as we move more and more applications to cloud. So what TIC 3.0 provides is a more flexible distributed architecture. So I have these set of controls that I need to apply to secure these users connecting to these applications. And instead of providing them all in a centralized inspection point, I can provide them in a more distributed manner. So maybe at that remote endpoint, at the remote network location in the application. So I have more flexibility and where I can provide these controls. And it's less prescriptive, it's very descriptive. These are the set of capabilities I need to provide. I can assess my risk profile for these users in these applications, and then decide what optimizations are best for me. If we have these users that need to connect to their cloud services, I can provide a distributed, more direct connection path, which is gonna reduce latency, It'll increase available bandwidth and offload the bandwidth requirements from the traditional TIC, improve user experience, et cetera. That's really great description, man. Time-wise, we couldn't have found it more perfect than with this pandemic, which really accelerated things. So Chris, as we wind this discussion down, how can agencies get started on their journey towards TIC 3.0 if they're not there yet? CISA has defined their approach for TIC 3.0 as a use case approach. So a user can assess their users, the types of users, the types of applications they're accessing, the type of networks they're connecting from, what their risk profile is. And they can assess these use cases and prioritize and optimize for the use cases that make most sense for them and are most impactful to their agency mission. If we revisit things like COVID, when we had mandatory telework, obviously it made sense to focus on that remote user use case and users connecting to their cloud apps. That was very impactful. But what I would say going forward, agency users are gonna begin returning to the office. That branch use case is another one where I think agencies will need to look at how they're gonna optimize that because those users returning, it's gonna be continued to be a hybrid workforce scenario. And so they're gonna to continue to use these collaboration applications, these video applications. So the bandwidth demands on the agency networks are gonna to continue to increase. And if I have all those same inefficiencies at my branch locations, at my agency office locations, as I did for the remote user where I have to backhaul that traffic, I'm gonna have those same types of problems 
as users return to the office. So things like SD-WAN at those branch locations, maybe I'm bringing in that broadband internet circuit that provides that local internet path to me. And so now I can make the same types of optimizations, offloading these cloud applications from the traditional ticks and providing a more direct traffic path, again, improving user experience, offloading bandwidth. So that, in my opinion, it will be the next kind of impactful use case that agencies can focus on. Yeah, awesome stuff, Chris. I mean, you are as knowledgeable on this topic as anyone I know. I really appreciate you joining me today, and thanks for your input on this topic. Thanks for having me, Craig. It's great to be here. Thanks to our listeners of this premiere episode of Building the Future of Government. This podcast is a production of Government Executive Media Group Studio 2G in collaboration with Cisco. Tune in next time when we talk about the role of the SASE architecture in facilitating a transformational government. This podcast is brought to you by Cisco and Government Executive Media Group's Studio 2G. See how you can make your environment secure today at cisco.com slash go slash S-A-S-E dash security.